Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You are listening to ByteRadio.me's Bringing Inspiration to Earth Children's Corner Show. For network or show information, visit www.byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, be bringing Inspiration to Earth show with your host, Robert Sharp. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show's Children's Corner. Today, my special guest is Judy Mastrangelo, and we will be talking about her new children's book, The Magic Blanket. Amy's uh, fantastical adventure begins when her mother gives her a magic blanket that she decorated with pictures of a wondrous dream world. As Amy goes to bed that night, a little elf pops out of the blanket and asks her to go with him on an exciting voyage to this fairy tale realm. Judy Mastrangelo has written and illustrated several books, which include themes of poetry, fairy tales, and fairies. She follows in the tradition of the art of the golden age of illustration. Besides creating books, her artwork has been used in several inspirational oracle card decks, as well as some that she has also written herself. She licenses her artwork for many products, including art prints and wall murals. Judy has taught creative drama and dance, as well as painting, to adults and children, and has directed her own community theater for all ages. For more information, you can visit Judy's website, which is judymastrangelo.com, and that's J-U-D-Y-M-A-S-T-R-A-N-G-E-L-O.com. Okay, with that, I'd like to welcome Judy to the show. Good day, Judy. Hello, Robert. Thank you so much for inviting me to be on your wonderful program. I really appreciate it. Well, it's my pleasure, and, and as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, some of your artwork is used for oracle cards, and, and I went back and checked, and the last time you were on this show was about a year and a half ago, and my we talked about... My goodness, time flies. <laughs> I know, and we talked about your uh, inspirational visions oracle back. That's a, that's a beautiful deck, so... Thank you. Thank you. I'm working on a new one uh, with... Uh, with, with um, Red Feather, um, and I sh- it should be out uh, in a few months as a companion one to the Inspirational Visions. So that's yeah, exciting. It is. it is. Red Feather does well. I mean, they they are they do their production is really of high quality. I've noticed. So um, oh, that it really certainly is. Yes, yeah. it certainly is. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and start talking about today's book, The Magic Blanket. Could you give us a brief synopsis of it? And and I also understand um, that you have a special promotion going on at Amazon this week. Yes, Robert. Thanks for asking. I do have a special five-day Easter promotion of my free Kindle e-book, The Magic Blanket which I wrote and illustrated. And this 
five-day promotion on Amazon.com began the 11th of April and ends this Friday, the 15th of April. Besides the ebook, my book is also available in paperback and hardcover versions. So um, this is an original fairy tale, as Robert said, about a little girl named Amy who goes on a fantastical adventure. It begins when her mother gives her a magic blanket that she made. It's decorated with pictures of a lovely world of dreams. And that night, as Amy falls asleep, a little elf hops out of the blanket and invites her to go with him on a voyage to this fairy tale realm which is pictured on the blanket. The little girl is delighted to go with him and so he magically twirls her tiny like himself. Then upon arrival to this magical kingdom, he introduces her to the royal king and queen and other whimsical little people who invite Amy to see their incredible enchanted land. The two friends attend a fairy ball, go to musical performances of frogs and crickets, enjoy a delicious mushroom tea party with tiny woodland creatures, and play tag with flying pegasus as they sail through the stars. And among other wonderful things, they also see the man in the moon, slide down a rainbow, and visit the lovely lullaby lady who watches over little children sleeping in the clouds. And when Amy returns home from her delightful adventure, she learns that through her imagination, she can create an amazing happy and beautiful world of dreams to visit at any time. Her mother's magical blanket was an entrance to this enchanted land, which is a realm where goodness reigns and all who are kind-hearted are welcome to enter. Children and parents alike will love reading this fairy tale book together with its illustrations and adventures. And since this is a part of my series of Come Play With Me books, along with a story, it also contains several fun-filled and artistic things to do. Some of these activities are baking delicious cookies, coloring pages, performing a play, learning the magic of colors, and painting rainbows and scenes from your imagination. Yeah, I love that aspect, the Come Play With Me book aspect, because it, it makes it much more much more than a book. It, it, it's kind of taking things and, you know, bringing them into real life, which is good practice. <laughs> right, right. And it's fun to, get, to do to interact with a story, and it, it develops the story, the, the different activities. Exactly. So now, I mean, your work, I, I found it hard to describe your work. So a friend of mine asked me who was on my show today, and, and I told him who and, and kind of what you're doing. And I, I was at a loss of words. I said, wait a minute, let me just go to her Facebook page and I'll show you the picture. And that'll just have you. But maybe you can explain it so I can explain it too. Okay. Well, my painting style has developed over the years 
and I've gone through various phases through my life being influenced by several schools of art. And, um, for instance, when I was younger, my style was darker and more morose. I was under the influence of German Expressionism, and I went through Abstractionism. Then my paintings brightened more when I discovered Claude Monet's vibrant impressionistic colors, which have remained a favorite color palette of mine throughout life. I love the great school of artists of the Italian Renaissance, such as Leonardo da Vinci, and look at them as my teachers. I've studied their paintings and techniques and even uh, drew from da Vinci's anatomical drawings to learn anatomy, which I think it's very important for artists to know. And I feel it's very worthwhile for artists to have a very good basic knowledge of classical art in these categories besides anatomy to learn perspective, etc. And then I discovered the talented artists of the wonderful golden age of illustration. And some of my favorites are Maxfield Parrish, N.C. Wyeth, Beatrix Potter. And I knew that was a genre and style I would love to have and attempt to continue in their tradition. I'm always striving to be a better artist, and I probably will never reach the high level of these great artists, never in a million years. But their art will always inspire me, and I love to look at their work constantly. And as I said, I regard them as my teachers. Yeah. Well, I would put you up the nose that category. <laughs> you know, oh, I mean, you're so kind. When you mentioned, you know, that one dark period, um, uh, when I was going through the book, I, I saw really that there was only one kind of dark-ish page. And that was like the mushroom, you know, where the, where the, mushroom, the mushroom forest. Are. They're lost in a mushroom forest, <laughs> and oh, it's very yes, dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I love that the advice, you know, fear was there, you know, and but the advice was walk through it. We're going to walk through it. So I mean, it, to me, you know, it may have been a to me, it's like a subliminal message. I mean, you know, or it's a, it's a message that. When confronted with that darkness and that fear, just walk through it, you know. And um, yeah. anyway, I just like And there was so, a light so that, at the end that they followed, and they came to the mushroom a meadow where they met some fun little creatures, and it was a sunny meadow. <laughs> so. Anyway, so I, I, I just thought that was interesting, because you already mentioned that, you know, dark period. And, and I, you know, and as I was going through it, I was like, hmm. You know, you know, I mean, because I was just flipping through it, and everything is bright and cheery and bright and cheery. And all a little mushroom. What's this all about? So anyway, um, so let me get into it. So uh, why did you want to do a family-oriented illustrated book, you know, that uh, both parents or even grandparents and children can enjoy together? Well, beautiful children's books have always been a delight for me. I've wonderful memories of my parents 
reading them to me as a child. And since the art of painting is a passion with me, describing my art images with words seems to be part of my creative process. I think that the illustrated word is another wonderful art form. And I feel children have a natural bond in their early years, especially with their parents. They look up to them with respect as inspirational teachers as well as delightful companions. And I always think it's wonderful to see a family that is loving and close throughout their lives. I know that experiencing activities together they, that they enjoy, such as the love for literature and other art forms, can really enhance this family affection. And sharing such activities with relatives and friends can be a very heartwarming and fun-filled experience that can be passed on for many years to come from generation to generation. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, and it is those moments, those special moments of, of sharing or baking together or creating something, painting something, or, you know, just, just all of those, like, are, are special moments that, you know, I think people refer back to, to when they think of the good old days, you know, when things were, were good. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's nice to be alone and be create alone, but it's also nice to have the memories of being together with your family and enjoying things together, too. Both, both are really nice. Yeah, So what inspired this story? Well, when I was young, I used to create make-believe worlds in my mind. As a little girl, I could envision beautiful and exciting pictures that I would pretend were fairy tale kingdoms I'd like to visit. Since I have a vivid imagination, when I was in bed at night, I enjoyed dreaming as I looked upon the covers of my bed, and often fantasy pictures would seem to appear. And this reminds me of the delightful poem by Robert Louis Stevenson from his Child's Garden of Verses called The Land of Counterpane. And in that poem, he fantasized worlds among the sheets while he was lying in bed. So this idea of visualizing a fairy tale world within a magic blanket developed from my tendency towards flights of childhood fancy. And even till today, I still do a lot of daydreaming as part of my creative process. Wow. Yeah, I mean, and... You know, it's wonderful. I, I think sometimes um, parents, maybe inadvertently, you know, put a, a little damper on daydreaming. Yes. And, and don't realize yes. how important. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good to encourage that. I mean, sometimes you can go a little too far, but you have to <laughs> learn how to control it and see which is the imaginary world and which is the real world. But to be able to function in both is very important. And the imaginary world it is very stimulating, and it, it, it makes you a happy person to be able to appreciate imagination. Exactly, exactly. So now... Do you have a favorite character in the book? 
Oh, sure. Uh, the whimsical, sprightly little elf who hops out of the magic blanket, his name is Greeny, and he's one of my favorite characters. He takes the sweet young girl Amy on it, on the exciting adventure to his enchanted land, the world of the wee folk, such as elves and fairies, has always been a delight to me. And often ideas will pop out of my imagination, and this little elf seemed to be the perfect tiny enchanted being to take Amy on her exciting adventure. Now, I have a process I call mind painting, which is another term I use for imagination that artists often use for inspiration. For example, I visualize the story in my head along with the images. And out of these paintings in my mind, little greeny elf came into being. Pointy ears, green hair and eyes, stripes, stockings, cheerful grin, and all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he is a captivating character. (laughs) Yeah, he's fun. Now, now, one of the things that I also like, and there are a couple... um, things that are in your book that can apply to, quote, real life. Um, one of them was that the frog, the singing frog uh, with the crickets and grasshoppers. You know, um, <laughs> I like that because, you know, I mean, I, I live near a lake, and, and the frogs and crickets yeah. are out. <laughs> but this is one of those things where I can see a child you know, getting the idea of singing frogs and crickets. And oh, frogs. sure. And then when they hear it, it's, you know, they're not going to visualize these little insects. They're going to, well, they may, but, but they're going to visualize them singing. Oh, yes. Uh, frogs uh, are very special in that they have quite personalities, quite a lot of personalities. And when I paint animals, I tend to personify them and put clothes on them sometimes, like Beatrix Potter did. And with the frogs, I I made them opera singers. <laughs> and the uh, the male frog, he, he has a, a bow tie and tails, and the lady frog has a tiara and a tutu, and they're standing on a lily pads with the spotlights. And, and with the crickets, uh, there, it's an actual cricket concert where they're dressed in Mozartian costumes that were inspired by the movie Amadeus, if you ever saw it. They're wearing powder wigs and colorful costumes, and the, the um, grasshopper is the uh, le- leader. The, he's the conductor, and the, there's a cello player and a flutist, and um, it's it's quite a... a a quite a, a group of of uh, crickets playing classical music. Uh, I I I do love opera and classical music, so I got that out in the story. I um, <laughs> I got that influence out. <laughs> That's good. You know, there's there's a lot to be said for classic. You know, classic stories, classic. You know, many um, uh, established. You know, kind of, like, you know, with with opera, and yes, may 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 not be, um, you know, as aware of what it is, but the idea of music, you know, they're very aware of that. So, um, <laughs> sure. 
the one other character that I like because, again, of, of its ability to connect with daily activity, and that was Dandelion, the wishing elf. Um, you know, I, uh, you know, I see those all the time. You know, and you know, again, you know, knowing children when they see them, that's yeah. probably going to be one of the first things you want to do. Yeah, well, uh, that's an old-fashioned thing that we used to do with the dandelion seed globe. You blow on it and make a wish. And this little elf, um, he, he gives wishes to people. And th I, I won't let out the secret wish that Amy wishes for, but dandelion elf helps the wish come true. And it's an another fantastic adventure that they go on together. <laughs> But dandelion wish yeah. is so very important. It is. It's a good one. So now, you know, this book is special. And again, you mentioned that it includes interactive activities in addition to the story. So can you tell us about, you know, its inclusion and why you included the different types of activities? Sure. I, I felt that including activities could add enjoyment to my story by making it an interactive type of adventure so that children could really get involved as part of the book. And I know that when you read a book or watch a film, you actually become part of the story and identify with various characters. That's a wonderful experience. So my extra activities are intended to add fun, creative things to learn and do that families could enjoy together and continue the story and characters. For instance, I know children enjoy learning how to cook from their parents, so I took some of the little animals in the mushroom tea party adventure and have them share a delicious cookie recipe that parents could bake along with their children. And I also encourage the readers to write and illustrate their own original fairy tales similar to my magic blanket for a creative writing and painting experience. I also added an activity where readers can learn about the magical beauty of colors. For example, as part of my story, Amy and Little Greenie slide down a beautiful rainbow. So I thought this would be a wonderful opportunity to describe the color wheel in simple terms and how to mix primary colors together to make secondary colors for a painting. Um, I have had experience teaching creative drama, dance, and painting, and have organized my own community theater group with children and adults, and we perform many kinds of plays, such as fairy tales, etc. And these experiences of combining several art forms of drama, dance, music, and painting with all ages of people inspired me to create this series of interactive books called Come Play With Me, and this book is included in that group. And one of the activities in my book encourages readers to perform and write plays for family and friends. And in it, I suggest they create their own costumes and scenery and pretend that they really are the characters in their own fantasy drama. Yeah, that would be a, a real fun activity, and it really... It really plays into um, encouraging that imagination, you know. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. You also had um, items where the, the reader could cut out and decorate their home. 
Uh, why did you include that? Well, in my books, I've included decorations and cards that children cut, cut out from the paperback and hardcover books. Plus, they can download some of these pages from a special secret link, which is included in my Kindle ebook. And I love to share my artwork with others and enjoy receiving pictures from other artists of their wonderful paintings. I also collect small cards with print of artwork from artists whose works that I love, and I hope people who read my book will also appreciate having some pictures of my artwork to decorate their homes and share. And so I enjoy seeing pictures around me which are hanging up on the wall, and they give me good feelings and inspiration. And I thought that hanging up some of the artwork from this book in the form of decorations would be a wonderful way to hold on to the message of my story. So children will enjoy having the room decorated like their own enchanted land with pictures cut out from the book and artwork that they can create themselves. It will surround them and give them uplifting and positive feelings. Yeah. Now, which household in America with children doesn't have their refrigerator full of <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. There's a true... Um, desire, you know, to have one's work on display. Right. <laughs> so, um, now, what gave you the idea to create real blankets that people could buy using artwork in this book? Well, from the very beginning of creating this story, I felt it would be wonderful readers to for readers to have a real magic blanket. They, they could sleep with at night and dream of their own enchanted land, like in my tale. So I found an online store called Redbubble, where I could create and sell products from my, with my artwork on them with this specific book idea in mind. I then put together several images from the artwork in this book, and they can be purchased in my redbubble.com online store. And these um, products are made uh, in, in the magic blanket category in that story. They're made into bedding products in the home and living section, such as throw blankets and duvet covers, as well as wall art, clothing, etc. And this way they can have their own magic blanket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wonderful. Um, definitely go ahead and check out that red bubble and look for Judy and Ask and tell us. Okay. Yes. Now, we touched upon the daydreaming, the, the fact of, um, you know, the importance of it. But you also talked about night dreaming. And this book um, does lent itself to being a good bedtime story. So, you know, why why did you have that particular focus? Well, I feel that imagination awakens your creativity and gives you happiness. So without imagination, life can be really humdrum and depressing, lackluster. Imagination stimulates the excitement for living, learning, and appreciating nature and our beautiful planet. It's a great inspiration for creating all kinds of artwork. Many activities that you enjoy doing are a form of artwork 
such as the art of cooking, carpentry, gardening, etc. So by using and developing your imagination, you can develop your talents to become the best kind of person you really want to do. So these methods of dreaming, both at night and during the day, are the very good ways to develop your imagination. For instance, if you close your eyes, you can see a mind painting that can inspire you to create many art forms, such as painting, literature, dance. This method, which has often been used throughout time by creative people, has developed into beautiful works of art. For instance, when you daydream during the day, you can just gaze into space and many images may appear to you. Or you can dream on clouds or on a pond of water to see imaginary pictures. I'm sure everyone has done this at one time or other. It's like meditating or scrying on a crystal ball where visions and ideas can appear and develop. And for night dreaming, before you go to bed, when your eyes are closed, you can see wonderful and amazing visions pass through your head. So if you try to remember them in the morning, try to sketch and write them down. Delve into your own rich imagination. It's an extremely exciting and an uplifting experience. Yeah, most definitely. I, I really feel that dream world is just really important. I mean, for our... <laughs> for our health as well as for uh, the people that can take us. Now, one of the things I noticed is, you know, it was towards uh, maybe the last third of the book, um, is when Lullaby Lady of Slumber <laughs> kind of enters the picture. So um, I, I love this because it's like you're setting the child up for a night of dreaming, but, you know, very um, uplifting dreams. Right. Well, well, this uh, fairy tale book was created as a labor of love, and um, I, I intended to create a fantasy that would be inspiring for all ages. So I, I wanted to show how readers could go to a special enchanted land through the help of their imagination anytime they wanted to. So some of my favorite paintings have themes of fantasy, magic, elves, and fairies. And I use beings in my story who practice good magic, such as Little Greeny Elf, the King and Queen of Enchanted Land, Flying Pegasus, and the lovely lullaby lady who watches over little children sleeping in the clouds. And in a way, this haunting lullaby lady in the clouds reminds us of the spirituality of Amy's sweet mother who gave her the magic blanket. Her dear mother's gift that she made for Amy was an entrance to this enchanted land with pictures on it of the beautiful fairy tale kingdom the little girl would travel to in her adventure. In a way, she's a very idealistic mother who's very inspiring and encouraging to children. And the land where Amy is transported to in her dream world is a realm where goodness reigns and all who are kind-hearted are welcome to enter. And so my message is to attempt to be compassionate and loving, and you will have a joyful life full of inspiration and beauty. Yeah. Yeah, I like the the images of the book really allow a child to kind of point out different things, you know, and tell their own story. I mean, it's, 
like a semantic blanket. I was, I was rereading it this morning. You know, I was looking at the blanket and I thought, you know, um, any child could probably sit there and pick out a block and tell a story about the block. Right, you know? right. And, and, yeah, um, so sure. It's, it's wonderful for that. So um, what other books have you written? Well, I both write and illustrate my books. They're mostly my original fantasies and verse about the fairy realm. Uh, as I mentioned, my newest book is The Magic Blanket, available in ebook, paperback, and hardcover on Amazon. I've also done several fantasy books, such as my four books st- series about fairies, entitled Portal to the Land of Fae. And they include flower fairies, secrets of the fairies, fairy tale fairies, and mystical fairies. And then my book, What Do Bunnies Do All Day, uh, is about a little bunny in search of identity as he goes on his first adventure all by himself. It's an ebook, paperback, and an audiobook. And the audiobook, which is narrated, can be listened to as you read and look at one of the other book versions with illustrations. And then my book, The Star, illustrates the beloved, famous entire poem of Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, written by Jane Taylor. I bet you never heard of her name before, but she's the author. I've illustrated it by showing a young child in a dream world where she meets adorable, whimsical animals in the night sky, the man in the moon, and little twinkle star. And this is also available as ebook, paperback, and an audiobook format where the famous song is sweetly sung in its entirety. It's a delight to listen to this musical audiobook as you read and look at the artwork in the other illustrated book versions. And I've also published poetry and fairy tale anthology. My book, Enchanted Fairy Tales, includes several famous classical stories that I've adapted and illustrated in the style of the classical artists of the golden age of illustration. And I've done artwork, as I mentioned and you mentioned, for two oracle card decks published by U.S. Games, along with Frances Monroe, who did the text. And I've written the text and created the artwork for two oracle decks entitled Inspirational Oracle Visions Published by Red Feather, Mind, Body, Spirit, as as we talked about earlier. Yeah, well, you know, this is, I mean, you have, obviously, have so many pieces of work. And, and also, when, when you did that uh, Oracle deck with Frances Monroe, I think I spoke with her on my show. Yes, yeah, she um, did. She's a lovely person. Yeah, wasn't she in Portugal or Spain or something she, like well, that? Well, well, she she's from the UK and they moved to Spain. Yes, they're living there now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So now, and again, I want to remind listeners that the ebook for the Magic Blanket is there's a free Kindle promotion started yesterday, April 11th through April 15th, and you can download it for free. Um, also, yeah. if, you didn't, if you don't have Kindle, you can always get Kindle for a PC and still download the Kindle and be able to read it. Right, yes. Yep. 
And I, I saw yesterday, last I saw a, uh, about a, a four-year-old who had, who had a little cell phone right in front of him, and he, he his rapt attention was on that. So if you're on the top of the interested in an e-book, uh, you know, then I think that's the answer. But, so, yeah. Uh, uh, yes, yes. Well, you know, this has really been a treat. Um, as Thank you know, you. we did. We talk about your upcoming projects. Yeah. Well, go ahead and let's remember those. What would you have well, up in time? Well, I'm I'm also illustrating a new book, which is a collection of classical children's poems written by famous beloved authors such as Robert Louis Stevenson and Eugene Field, and I've added a few original poems to. Uh, my uh, to this anthology, and I'm finishing up the new oracle deck I've written for Red Feather Mind Body Spirit, and I'm continuing to create my fantasy paintings. And um, I wanted to just should I briefly mention how I begin my paintings, or I didn't want to. I know we're we're getting okay. Uh, okay, um, I first create a mind painting in my head where I envision the finished completed piece. Um, then I plan and draw it with a soft lead pencil on tracing paper the size that the actual finished painting will be. It's on this tracing paper that I make changes and corrections, so I won't have to make many mistakes when I begin the actual painting. I really believe Planning ahead is best. It's much easier to correct a pencil drawing or tracing paper since it can be erased with few problems if you draw lightly. Soft lead pencils erase easily with a needed eraser, and it's much more difficult to create a painting on canvas than a pencil drawing. That's why it's so important to work hard at getting it done correctly first on tracing paper, and then I transfer the pencil drawing onto my canvas with graphite tracing paper, which is easy to erase, just like pencils, and then I begin the fun activity of applying paint on canvas. And I'll end by suggesting that you, if you're interested in the art of painting and any other art, look into yourself and discover your deepest dreams and aspirations. Find out what you love and hold dearest in your heart. Then meditate on how you can impart these intimate feelings to others through your paintings or other artwork. Cultivate a heartfelt love for this art form and then work as hard as you can to become the best artist you can be. You might not make a lot of money from your artwork. Not many people achieve that. And yet, uh, I don't want to be discouraging to anyone. And that yet, you might just be able to do that. Sometimes having an art agent is very helpful in order to make a living with your art. But being an artist is a labor of love, something that you feel you must do since you enjoy it so much. It may become one of your raison d'etre, one of the most important reasons for your existence. You will find, as I found, that this journey is a ver very fulfilling adventure. Enjoy it. So that's my mm -hmm. advice. <laughs> 
that, that's good. That's just a wonderful. I, I love uh, the process that you go through. It, you know, and it would really save people um, a lot of time. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, I, I attempted painting, but I've fallen back to photography as <laughs> my oh. uh, method of expression. I did. Oh, you did such a beautiful job. You're one of the best nature photographers I've ever seen. You, you, your work is so beautiful. I always enjoy seeing it. Thank well, you for sharing it, Robert. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time today, Judy, and, you know, with those up-and-coming projects, I'm sure that we will be talking again in the near future, maybe before another year and a half. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well, thank you so much, Robert. You, you've always been so encouraging and kind, and thank you so much for having me on your wonderful program. Um, I'm extremely you. grateful to you. I wish you well. Yeah, you. And happy Easter. Happy Easter. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Judy Mastrangelo. We've been talking about her new book, The Magic Blanket. Um, it is available at Amazon.com, and if you go to there today through April 15th, you'll see there's a uh, zero charge for the Kindle version. So you can get the Kindle version for free. And, again, if you don't have a Kindle, you can always download it for uh, Kindle on the PC and still be able to read it for your children or grandchildren. So, uh, if you want to find out more about Judy's uh, work, you can go to judymastrangelo.com and that's J-U-D-Y-M-A-S-T-R-A-N-G-E-L-O.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show, Children's Corner. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to BiteRadio.me's Bringing Inspiration to Earth's Children's Corner Show. To become a show follower, visit www.blogtalkradio forward slash me and click on the follow link. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at BiteRadioMe. And our shows are also available as a free podcast from iTunes. Be sure to visit our website at www.biteradio.me. That's B-I-T-E-R-A-D-I-O dot M-E. And until we meet again, remember to be a bright light by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch.